Hey guys, Cloud here. Today I want to talk about language learning habits. Once you start learning languages for a while, you start developing different habits. So these are three things that I think um, I personally have developed uh, and things that I do that are different when I first started learning languages and how beneficial they are and how they just make learning more efficient. So the first thing is I'm much more open and receptive to mistakes and to making mistakes and to being corrected. Uh, I'm a teacher, so I've been teaching for a very long time. And one thing I'd always do with my students is I would sometimes ask them things that I know they don't know just to get them to guess or just to get them to try um, so that they would make mistakes so that they get comfortable making mistakes. So that way it improves their confidence. The more mistakes you make, the more comfortable you'll be just speaking your mind, regardless of whether you're right or wrong. One thing we we see a lot uh, when we're learning is that we want to be perfectionists. We want the perfect sentence. We want to know the perfect order, perfect ending, perfect verb, conjugation. Everything has to be perfect or else I don't know how to say it because I'm not sure should I be using this counter or that counter. So that's something I don't want because that um, that limits your, your learning. That, that kind of uh, slows it down. So even though I'm a teacher and I know that I want to make mistakes and making mistakes is fine. I often tell my students, like, look, if you were not making these mistakes, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be teaching you because, you know, if you're perfect and you're not making any mistakes, then you don't need me. Um, so I, I knew that I came to that with that mentality, with that mindset. But doing it is a bit different. I would make mistakes and I'd be okay making mistakes, but I would overanalyze every single mistake. I would be like, okay, I made this mistake. I have to make sure that I don't make it again. I have to, why did I make the mistake? Where did I make this mistake? How did I make this mistake? What was I thinking? I kind of just went into this loophole of like, why did this mistake come about? Rather than just being like, okay, I made the mistake. I'm going to fix it. Or, okay, I made this mistake. If I keep making it, I'll be fixed like three or four times. I'll remember it that way. Um, because in the beginning, you're making a lot of mistakes and trying to fix every single mistake instead of just and trying to analyze every single mistake instead of just trying to pick up things while you're speaking, while you're learning in the beginning, um, just hinders you. That was the word I was looking for. So that's one thing. Um, another thing is, at the same point, is that language learners in, in this community of polyglots and language learning, we tend to not judge. We just want to help. So if you're, if you're doing language exchange with people, they're not like, oh, you're making this mistake or, oh, you're making that mistake. Like, I can't even understand what you're saying. It's more like, hey, listen, I think, you know, this is the more accurate thing. You should probably try saying it this way. And think of it from the opposite perspective. When Whenever someone makes a mistake and I try to help them and I try to fix their mistakes and, and things like that, I'm not doing it out of spite or because I'm judging them or because they're wrong. I'm actually just trying to help them. So it's the same way. When I receive it, I have to have that uh, mindset that, you know, I'm just, they're just helping me and I should probably be receptive. So being receptive to, to making mistakes and to getting corrections is really important. It'll just improve your speed re like you don't even understand. It's, it's, it's a big thing. It sounds like it's a tiny thing, but really it's, it's, uh, it's very crucial, very essential to kind of gaining momentum. The second thing is input. A lot of times, um, uh, me too, actually, when I first started learning Korean, the first thing I did was I went and I tried to look at a book or I tried to, uh, well, I learned Hangul at first, but then afterwards I was like, okay, is there a book? Is there something, some exercises I can do? It's as much as books are great for learning and exercises are great for practice. 
you don't have anything to practice at that point. You know nothing. What's the, what are you practicing? You know? Um, obviously, again, there's merit to practice, but without the input, without, you know, getting everything inside first, then starting to produce, it's, it's kind of like trying to cook. Unless you have the ingredients, you can't really cook. Think of kids. When they first learn their first language, they don't just start speaking and then they're corrected. They actually listen for years. They're just listening, 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 listening a lot. And then they can start outputting. And then you tell them, oh, that's not how it's said. And then they, they kind of fix it. Or they may make the mistake multiple times. And then you correct it multiple times and you're patient with them. That's the kind of same thing you have to do with yourself. You have to be patient with yourself that you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to know how to say something and that's okay. But you're just going to be listening. You're just going to be inputting. You're going to do whatever sort of listening you prefer. If you like to listen to podcasts, um, Naver has this audio app, audio clip. It's, it's uh, mobile and on, on uh, computer. You can just listen to podcasts over podcasts. What I did was I just listened to the radio. Um, I didn't know that they spoke differently or that, you know, formality is one. I didn't know any of that stuff. I just listened. And surprisingly, I picked up words. How? I didn't know a single word, but I, I just, I picked some of them up. Your brain can analyze and, uh, your brain's a lot smarter than you think. Um, but it's not even for the point of picking up vocab or whatnot. It's just, you need that sort of input to understand the, the flow of the language, um, and that's one thing I've done with Japanese. I understand the flow of the language. I can recognize a lot of the endings um, that they say. I, I can understand what the endings mean, even though I wouldn't know how to use them specifically. I'm still in the input phase, like I'm not actually studying yet. Uh, but that's something I'm doing. I'm just listening and I'm trying. Sometimes I'll repeat after them or whatnot, but I'm not listening to learn words. I'm just listening for input because I know once I start outputting, those things are going to click pop up and like oh i remember he said it using this conjugation like he he ended it with anone or something I, I don't know i'm just making something up but um I'm, I'm gonna do it that way and then someone will be like why'd you say it this way that's, that's like a different context but like oh that's what it is and i'm never gonna forget it versus if opening a textbook you know three months in says this is how you use it this is an example i'm like well i have no idea how to use it in the real life i only know that one specific example um so li number two is listen a lot a lot of input whichever way you like but um, if, if reading is the way you want to do it, if listening is the one, way you want to do it, uh, I recommend listening because um, unless you, you're not going to speak to anyone in that language, uh, you're probably going to need to listen to something if you're going to watch it or if you're going to talk to someone. But if you just want to read, um, then you don't really need listening. You can just read. The third thing is contextualizing vocab. Um, a lot Going through lists and just memorizing vocab like that, like... With no, um, with nothing attached, with no strings attached, it's not very effective. When you just learn, let's say you learn a thousand words, right? You would think that you have this a thousand words that you can use, but then someone says that one of those words in a sentence, and you don't remember what it is. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember, I memorized it, but you've never used it, so you don't know how to use it. And then you want to say something, and you're like, I don't remember how to say this. So what's what's wrong here? Well, what's wrong is you never put those words in context. So even if you're able to use that word, let's say you learn the word for uh, reporting in Korean. To report is shingo hada. Now you might say, oh, you know, that reporter reported that, you know, um, children didn't have school today. And you could use the verb shingo hada. And then someone would be like, what? Like, I understand what you're trying to say, but like, that's not how we say it. Like, well... I memorized that shingo hada means to report. Like, well, well, but we use it in a different context. Like, if you're reporting to, to police or something. Like, okay, I didn't know that. 
instead of going through that whole ordeal and just memorizing words and not knowing how to use them properly, you should memorize the words in context. So if there's like, if you memorize five or 10 words, actually have a situation where you're gonna use those five or 10 words. Because if you're not gonna remember them when you, when you hear, if you're not gonna recognize them when you hear them, and you're not gonna remember them when you wanna say them, what's the point of learning them, right? What's the point of just having a large list that you can review? The more effective method is having words that you can recognize when you see or hear, and you can actually um, output when you want to when you think of them. Uh, so this can be done with a lot of different ways. Um, whether you want to have sort of mnemonics to remember the the situation where it's used, or you just want to have a list of, of these words and then go over with a native on like where you would use these and then memorize like that phrase. Um, it's much more efficient to learn um, where is the bathroom, right? Then this is something that Lindy always says. It's much more efficient to learn where is the bathroom rather than learning the word for where, the word for is, the word for his bathroom, and then not knowing how to put them all together, right? So being able to say that in a phrase will help you be able to come up with the word and recognize it as well. Uh, also, you have a limited amount of time. Like, unless you're a full-time student studying the language, and even then you want to be efficient, right? Um, but unless you have infinite amount of time, you want to be consistent and you want to be efficient. So if you want to be consistent with it and efficient, it should be something that you enjoy. And this is probably the most important thing. Regardless of what you do, regardless of your habits, regardless of um, your technique or the books you use or whatever resources you're using or what you're listening to, if you enjoy it, it's going to be more efficient. It might not be the number one best, most consistent, accurate way, but guess what? If you enjoy it, you're going to be consistent and that'll be more efficient because you'll be more prone to learning easier. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's about enjoying the journey um, while chasing the destination. So uh, those are a few things that um, habits that language learners pick up from language, from learning a bunch of languages. Uh, if there's something I missed out, let me know in the comment section below.